Yes, we certainly do need him. We definitely need him, especially now, you know, with all the things that are going on in our life. We just got to stay focused with God and realize that he is the one in our lives. And uh, this, this next worship song is another one. I don't know if you've done this one before, but this is the first time I've done it for you. It's a song called Forever. Forever he is faithful. Forever he is strong. God forever. And that's really what we're here for, to worship our God forever, right? They wept. The morning sun was dead. Savior of the world was fallen. The body on the cross, the blood poured out for us. The weight of every curse is upon him. Isn't that true? He took our took it for us. He gave heaven looked away son of God was laid there in the darkness the battle on the grave the war and death was waged the power of hell forever broken the ground began to shake the stone was moved away perfect love to be overcome death where is your sting the resurrected king rendered defeat oh here we go forever he is glorified forever he lifted high Was moved away the perfect love could not be overcome now death where is your sting the resurrected king yourself as you listen to the music listen to about God what he's done for us he sacrificed he died on the cross for us for our for the removal of our sins he is alive he's always going to be alive for us he is alive oh he is alive he is alive 
just contemplate as you think about that. You think about what he's done for us. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. He's alive. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Here's a lot left us overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Feel it. Feel the feel here. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. He is alive. The Lamb is overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb has overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Feel it build. We sing hallelujah. Because he is alive, he is alive forever. He is glorified forever. He will lift us high forever. He is risen. He is alive. He is alive. It's so good to see you. We've got people in the parking lot in their chairs. We've got people under umbrellas. We've got people bringing umbrellas. You know, I was just so, I'm just so struck at, uh, I was just thinking this past week with the youth digital experience and the kids digital experience. It's just so amazing to me. Uh, the Bible must be true. If we go through all these uh, challenges, all these obstacles, and we still find ways, if the gospel still finds ways finds a way of getting spread and, and, and being shared with other people, even during a pandemic, it must be true, shouldn't it? Isn't it true because of that? Isn't that a sign that the gospel is true, that the Bible is true? I don't. It was no more evident and clear to me this week, um, just as I was listening to the youth digital experience. I was like, there's nothing that's going to stop us from spreading the gospel. Uh, even the threat of uh, shutting down churches, even the threat of coercion, nothing's going to stop the gospel. I mean, in the Bible, they, they, were, they were threatened with death, and they still spread the gospel. So it just shows me how much the Bible is true. Um, so just some uh, um, ministry opportunities, announcements. This week we have prayer and Bible study, Tuesday at 6.50, if you could log on to Zoom uh, uh, for prayer. Wednesday um, for prayer, uh, for Bible study, we're going through Romans. We're still going through Romans, if you could log on at 6.50. Uh, we just had the youth digital experience this week. I know a lot of the youth really enjoyed it. Um, the, for the youth digital experience and the kids digital experience, 
it's still uh, the the videos are still on the YouTube page. If you just go to Foursquare Next Gen, E N N E X T G E N, all the a lot of the breakouts, a lot of the main sessions for both the kids and for the youth are on there. So if you miss parts of it, you can still go on and watch it throughout the week. That's the beauty of it being recorded and and on YouTube. Uh, so please uh, definitely look out for that this week. Also, um, I was just reading an article this week uh, from Barna. Uh, and just since we are focusing on kids and youth in the past two weeks, they said it's really important for parents to be talking to their kids and youth about Christian perspectives on current events, on biblical perspectives, on marriage and sexuality, on healthy media consumption, on the relationship between science and the Bible, on integrating their faith with their future careers, and discerning God's will for in their choice of college. Well, Today, we are celebrating the high school graduation of Matthew Amwako. Um, so a little later, we're going to have uh, Sully come up and, yeah, you can go ahead and clap for that. Next week, we're going to be celebrating Soraya Amadeo's uh, graduation as well. And Matthew's going to come up and we're going to, Sully's going to come up and talk about him and we're going to interview Sully, I mean, interview Matthew, my dad is. Um, so, yeah, definitely all those points. Please be talking to your, your kids and your youth about that. I talked to Matthew throughout the past year and a half about where he wanted to go to college. He was interested in science. Um, and so I said, well, Notre Dame has the best uh, faith-based science program of any other school in the country. And so he applied to that, and he got a full-ride scholarship. So that's awesome. Um, so definitely be talking to your kids about and their youth about discerning God's will for their choice in a career. Um, and then number four, offering. There's three opportunities for you to give offering. You can give in this red box over here. Um, you can also give online. I think uh, something should be popping up. It's newheartforyou.com. And if you just click give online, you can give online. Or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. And the last thing, um, it was just put on my heart actually just this morning. We really need to be praying that God's assignment to protect the ancient foundations of our, of our country would be fulfilled. We really need to be praying that the malevolent agenda of the princes of darkness would be destroyed. And we really need to be protect, uh, praying for the protection of our leaders. Right now, there's an agenda that is um, just in full force to try and take down the ancient foundations of our country. When I mean ancient foundations, I mean foundations of prayer, foundations of the Bible, foundations of the church. And we really need to be praying and doing everything we can to protect those foundations. So please uh, join with me this week and in, over the next several months to really be praying for those things. And so without further ado, I'm going to have Sully come up and just share a little bit about, um, about Matthew and Waco. Good morning, everyone. Um, Matthew, where are you at? What's up, Matthew? So I've known Matthew for a short time, uh, probably a little less than a year now. Um, and I've learned some things about this guy that has actually helped me in my personal life. And I think we can all learn from. But Matthew is, um, if you know him well, he is one of the most open-minded uh, people you will ever meet. And at his age, it's really hard to come by, especially with uh, what the media, you know, brings to us. And so I want to I thank him. I want to thank you personally for uh, being so open to where you are able to self-reflect constantly. Um, you're a genius. You, you're a hidden genius. Actually, you're not so hidden anymore. You got a scholarship for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's good. But um, also, I hope 
or I wish I had come earlier so I can see how you have developed over the years. Um, I wish I was here a couple years ago to where I can carry that out and see you go off to college. But I'm still able to see you go off to college, and I'm really proud of you, really proud of what you've become. Um, and I pray that you become a beacon of light and of hope to the people in Notre Dame and um, that you continue in the faith and open-mindedness you have. So just want to give a round of applause for Matthew one more time. Hey, Matthew, come on up and present yourself. Now, Soli's only known him for a short period of time, but we've known him for a long period of time, and Bill's going to show us what he looked like when he first came here. And he was, he was shorter than I. <laughs> Somehow he kept growing and I didn't. I don't know what. So he went through children's church. He went through youth. And now he's moving on into college. And you're going to Notre Dame University. Have you been there? Yes, I have. How did you like it? Uh, I actually really liked it. Uh, the buildings are really beautiful. Uh, it was really amazing. Uh, when I went, it was in February. And it was snowing, so I actually got to see snow for the first time, and it was the campus still looked beautiful, and so I'm really excited to go there. Are you a little apprehensive about going to a uh, such a big school? Yeah, I am a little bit. Uh, you know, there's a lot of smart people going there, maybe even smarter than me. Um, the academics are really challenging, but I'm excited to take on this challenge, so uh, I'm not very apprehensive. Okay, so what do you want to be? Uh, what do you? What's your dreams? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but uh, I'm thinking of uh, becoming a data scientist. Yeah, maybe going to graduate school. So Very good. Now, what have you learned from the church here that you can take with you to good old Notre Dame? Uh, I personally think the, the biggest thing that I've learned here is uh, not to worry. Um, you know, I'm going to a new place that I'm not familiar with. Uh, I don't know a lot of people there. Uh, the academics are going to be really challenging. So I think I just need to not worry, and uh, put everything in God's hand. And I think that's the, the best thing that I've learned uh, wow. while being here. Wow. Pretty mature for a young man, isn't it? Okay, so now that you're going to Notre Dame, I have some trivia questions for you. I didn't prepare you for this, but let's see how. And they're multiple choice, okay? What is the name of the Notre Dame football team? Here's the choices. The Golden Bears, the Fighting Irish, the Green Titans, or the Indiana Razorbacks? That's an easy one, the Fighting Irish. Very good, very good. Did you guys get that one? All right, what is the mascot of Notre Dame? Is it a bulldog? Is it a tiger? Is it a goat or is it a leprechaun? A leprechaun. Very good, all right. I think they're going to let him in the school. All right, here's a little tougher one. Uh, they filmed a movie in Notre Dame about a coach called Newt Rockney. And Newt Rockney, his famous line was, win one for the Gipper. So what U.S. president played the Gipper? Was it Jimmy Carter? Was it Gerald Ford? Was it Dwight D. Eisenhower or Ronald Reagan? I don't really know this one. Maybe Reagan? Very good. Multiple choice will get you through Notre Dame. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> so... Uh, we have this beautiful gift package for you. I'm going to hand it to you this way. It's got a lot of good things in there. It's got a Bible. It's got a uh, promise book, and it has a, a cup for Notre Dame, and it also has a pennant. 
Maybe pull that pennant out and show show them. There it is. Now, Billy, are you ready? Now, you're going to hear this song quite a bit when you go to Notre Dame. So here's your send-off. Marching band? Amen. Well, we have a, a, a man that's going to march us through the uh, sermon today, good friend of ours and of mine, known him a long time. He grew up. I never grew up. I don't know what happened. But uh, if we can bring the podium for him, we're going to let him speak. Our own Pastor Gary George. Welcome. Give him a round of applause. Okay, let's start off with a prayer. Bow your heads and close your eyes and look to Jesus as we go before the presence of the living God because we're going to expect great things. God wants to do great things in this time when it's chaotic. God is going to move in a supernatural way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word today that will go forth. Lord, use me. Anoint every person here to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying through me. And Father, I thank you that your word says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You've sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for meeting every need, healing everybody, setting every captive free via their being present or via, via the uh, the media, Lord, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, we all pray and say it. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, we cleared for takeoff. You know, I was flying this past week, a couple of weeks. He said, you were bold enough to fly. Yes, I was. I am an essential worker. Can I get a witness? When God says go, you go. Amen? So I went. Okay, how's that? A little better, higher? How's that? Perfect? All right, thank you. All right, today we're going to look at the word today. We're going to look at Psalms 23. We all probably know it, but we want to quote it. We want to get it in our spirits because so many things are going on. And now's the time when we should be declaring the word more frequently, more often, more rapid because of the situation. The thing that we do well is that we stand on the Word of God. Can I get an amen? We're standing on the Word of God because the Word of God never, ever returns void. The Word of God is our life. The Word of God is our strength, our fortress, our help, our healer, our deliverer. God is there for us. So as we look at Psalms 23, I want to extract a couple of things out of here so that we can run faster, jump higher, do greater things for the living God. Can I get a witness? All right. So Psalms 23, we probably all know it. Simply saying what? The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? Want. He makes us what? Lie down in green pastures. 
He leads us besides the still waters. He restores our soul. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And what? Surely. Say it with me. Say, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right. Come on. Let's clap our hands. That's the word. Amen. So because the Lord is your shepherd, you have the confidence and the ability to do great things because we live a supernatural life because of the supernatural power and presence of God that's living on the inside of us. The Bible says it's no longer us that live, but Christ that lives in us. In the life we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God. So as you're rising up, the faith of God is saying you can do it. The faith of God is saying no weapon formed against you will prosper. The faith of God is saying I am more than a conqueror, amen. By his stripes I am healed. The word of God is in us. The word of God is the risen word that lives within us. And we walk in the word, talk the word, and live the word. Why? I try to read Psalms 23 every day. Why? Because I make it as a declaration affirmation. Now, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and we would pray to our Father and the Hail Mary uh, over and over and over again. Why? Because that was the prayer we were taught. Well, it was a religious thing, but it was our, conne our connection to God. And so Psalms 23 as you make an affirmation declaration, Lord, you're my shepherd today. Lord, you are my way maker. You're my yoke breaker. Lord, I'm making an affirmation declaration for the glory of God. Now, now, as we are here out today, the Bible says, don't forsake yourself of assembly. And I want you to give yourselves a big hand because you've come to New Heart Foursquare Church where there's fresh air, sunshine, and there's social distancing. Everybody's got their mask on, and you're here to hear the word of God. Praise God. Give your pastors a big hand. Give Pastor Chuck and Mary Ann and Charles. Give them a big hand, everybody, because why? We are serious about the word. Now, let me tell you, years ago, I joined a fraternity, and I joined a fraternity, and if you wanted to get in that fraternity, you would have to be willing to subject yourself to the things that they felt that they needed to do in order to make or break you. Let me say it again, make or break you. Well, you know, it started off with a lot of people, started off maybe with 30 people, but by the time it finished, there were only four. And guess what? Many call, but what? Few are chosen. And so as we look today, many run with Christ and start, but they give up. Oh, it's too hard. I can't do it. I can't, I, I, I can't serve the Lord the way I want to and still be a part of the world. But because we have made a definite affirmation, dedication to the Lord, we have presented our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable service. And we're not conformed to this world, but we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Day by day, 
We're renewing our mind. We're renewing our heart. And there's a fire that's like, like Jeremiah said, there's like a, a fire that is shut up in my bones. I couldn't keep it to myself. I had to tell somebody else. Glory to God. You can testify of the goodness, of the greatness, and of the glory of God. How many of you have been healed by the power of God? Let me see your hand. How many have been delivered? Let me see your hand. How many have got a sound mind? Amen. You used to drink. You used to drug. You used to do everything to try to get that peace. But the only way you could get it was through Jesus Christ. He's the, peace, he's the prince of peace. Can I get a witness? He's the prince. Glory to God. I love the prince of peace. You know, I don't have to go back to the wacky tobacco to try to get my mind right. I have been set free. We can testify that the Lord truly is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures throughout all generations. So as we're looking at the word today, and the title of this message is, The Shepherd's Anointing for Overflow of Goodness and Mercy. Can I get a witness? So God, if you look at the scripture, and it talks about, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Well, if there's ever a time we need goodness and mercy, it's right now. We need the goodness of God, we need the greatness of God, and we need to see the glory of God working in our life in a right now way. So as you think about it, the scripture says that, that he anoints you. There is an anointing on your life. I think about Jesus when it says in uh, Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord was on him, anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent him to heal the brokenhearted, preaching deliverance to the captives, the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the living God. That anointing is on you as well to work the work of the Lord while it is called today. Such a day as this. Yes, there's trouble. Yes, there's problems. Yes, there's difficulty. But guess what? Like I said, it's to testify that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4 simply says this. You're of God. Say it with me. Say, I'm of God, little children. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Come on, clap your hands. Think about it. Let that digest. Let that, let that word digest in your spirit. Think about it. The greater one is living in us. So when you lay hands upon the sick, they recover. It's not you working the work. It's God working the work. When you tell somebody, peace, be still, their situations, their storms will settle. God is going to use you in a greater way. Why? Because the enemy is trying to to, to, to defeat the church, defeat people. Say, well, you can't sing, you can't worship. Oh, yes, we can. And glory to God, when you get in your house, when you get in your home, turn on the music, turn it up high, glory to God. Sing to the Lord, worship the Lord, dance before the Lord. Why? Because truly he is your shepherd. You shall not want. You will not be in want. You can have good courage. The Bible says in Isaiah 41.10, it said, fear not. Fear not. Now listen, if you're looking at the news all day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're going to have that residual impact of, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. 
Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the world or the word, either the world or the word. Which choice are you going to make? The word, glory to God. And that's why Pastor Chuck speaks the word. That's why the word is going forth. That's why the name of Jesus is being lifted up. That's why we are standing. Heaven done all the stand. What do we do? We stand. Amen. We fight the good fight of faith. We now stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. But we're strong in faith, giving glory to God. Can I get a witness? God is expecting something from us. God has deposited himself in us so that we can work great works. I like what Nehemiah says. Hey, Tobias and Sanballat came up to Nehemiah and said, Nehemiah, what are you doing trying to rebuild the wall? Some of you are doing some things that the enemy said, stop, give up. It's not going to work. But the Bible talked about when Nehemiah said they were, they were ridiculing. Anybody tried to ridicule you lately? The Bible said that, that, that Sanballat and Tobias, what they did, they said, hey, if a little fox were to jump on that wall, it would certainly crumble. But they tried to intimidate him. And so guess what? Don't be intimidated. That's a point that you need to write down. Don't be intimidated. Come on, say it with me. Say, I will not be intimidated. See, what Nehemiah responded with the word, and let me just say this. As you are declaring the good report of the living God, you're going to get bad reports from north, south, east, and west. But it's only to test you to see what you're made out of. See what's in you. How deep is the word of God in your soul? And so as it said, Nehemiah said, hey, I'm doing a great work for God. I cannot come down. I will not. He said, I would. I'm going to fight with one hand. I'm going to work with the other. And church, I, am, I applaud you for fighting with one hand and working with the other. You're not staggering at the promises of God. Abraham said it like this. He said, he said Abraham, he did not stagger at the promises of God. What do you believe in God for today? What do you believe in God to hear and answer your prayer? The Bible says the prayer of the upright is his delight. When you know the Lord is your shepherd, when you know the Lord is your high tower, when you know the Lord is your shield and your, your rock and your sword and your shield and your high tower, and you know him as the captain of your salvation, you don't stagger. You don't waver. You just dig in deeper. It's like it said that had that Notre Dame fighting song, and you dig in your feet, and you say, let's go, charge, amen. The enemy will try to come at you in many ways, but the Bible says, He'll come against you one way, but guess what? He flees against you seven ways, glory to God. That's the church that God is raising up. You're the people that God has anointed and appointed. And it says he anoints you. He put his anointing upon you. And guess what? That anointing. Let, let me tell you why the shepherds would anoint their sheep. Because the sheep were subject to brain parasites. And the parasites would go up their nose and, they would, and it would get in their brain and it would, it would destroy them. And the a sheep would be seen knocking their heads against the rock. Why? Because they're being vexed with a parasite. Now listen, right now there's a time when people, I hear people say, I'm afraid, I can't move, I can't do this, I can't do that. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He hadn't given you a spirit of worry. He hadn't given you a spirit of anxiety and vexation and, and frustration. 
God has given you a spirit of what? Say it with me. Power. Somebody say power. Love. Sound mind. I got it. Amen. Glory to God. So when you operate in the anointing of the word of God, God is saying, hey, they believe me and they're trusting my word. Nahum 1.7 simply says it like this. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in a day of trouble, and he knows those that are trusting him. God's not going to let you down. He knows we're trusting in him. He knows we're believing, glory to God, for my finances, for my job, for my health, for my wealth, for my family, for my children. Lord, I'm praying. God is there for you, so continue to pray. Your most powerful weapon is your weapon of prayer. Now, as I was flying this week, there came a report. I said, I'm ready to come back home. I was in Denver, and the pilot says, hey, well, we have a delay. He said, what's the delay? Well, we have a nick in the fuel line. I said, a nick in the fuel line? We don't know if it was there before or after, but we're going to check it out anyway. I said, Lord, please don't let that plane take off. So they had to check the plane. They had to give it clearance for runway. And so after about an hour, they finally figured out, okay, it's all right. We can do it. We, this is not, it's just within the, the tolerance levels. It's okay to fly. I say, well, Lord, I'm praying anyway because your anointed man of God is on this plane. And so it took off. And sure enough, I got to my destination. God, just say, God will get me to my destination. God is going to get you where you need to go. Just say this. Say, I carry the good news. I am a witness for Jesus Christ. And not only am I a witness, I'm a bold witness. Glory to God. Amen. Woo, glory. I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that God saved me and set me free. By the way, in that fraternity, I made it. I was one of the few that crossed. And you know what? It's important that God said, now, if you did that for man, what will you do for me? Hmm. All the way, Jesus. All the way. <laughs> Can somebody say all the way? I'm going all the way. And so as you're looking for God to move in supernatural ways, God is excited about you trusting him. He said, oh, they're believing me. Oh, the wind is blowing. The rain is coming. The floods are it's coming down. But because we built our rock upon the church, on the church of the living God, our lives are built upon the rock, and we don't roll, glory to God. We haven't done all the stand. We continue to stand. And we know how to what, as the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. We fight the good fight of faith. See, I'm glad, you know, Pastor Chuck, when we were down in Pasadena years and years ago, I said, you know what? What are those people doing? Now, I come from a Catholic church, as I told you. And I was in, it, it, it was at Sister Clara's house, and there was a little, little house. And I, I was about as tall as the room because my, I had a big natural, and I had my hands could touch the ceiling almost. But the next thing I know, they were laying hands on me, and I was out under the power. I said, whoa, this is something supernatural. <laughs> and I, I came up. I came up a new man. <laughs> I came up new. I came up and, you know, I said, look, I'm saved. They said, but you got to get the Holy Ghost. I said, what? Okay, I'll take it. I want everything I can get. If I'm going to run this race, if I'm going to be the powerful man of God that I'm going to be, give me everything I need. Glory to God. 
give me it all. Glory to God. Like Deion Sanders says years ago, he says, do you want 15 million or 20 million? You know what he said? I want both. Glory to God. <laughs> give it all to me. And that's what God has said. Take it all. It's all yours. Now I got a good scripture for you. Romans 8.18 simply says this. It says, I reckon. Reckon is an accountability term. I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Romans 8.18. Now, how many of y'all counting up and say, oh, Pastor Gary, you don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't, but God does. And I want to give you this word that says, I reckon that the suffering, how many of y'all been suffering, moaning and groaning, going through and, and, and wailing? You know what? That's the real test of your faith. It's easy to praise God when everything is all right. It's easy to praise God when, when, when you got a fistful of dollars, you got everything going your way. But when you are tested, that's the real time when your faith shines like pure gold. Can I get a witness? Woo, yeah, but see, guess what? Now, how many of y'all took karate when you were growing up? Oh, okay, got one karate, two. Anybody else? Now, see, it's good to have karate, but if you don't know how to use it and put it to use, it's like, oh, okay, I'll use it one day and then by and by. But when you put it to work, now, see, the Bible says that we must work the work of the Lord while it's called today. I want to put it to action. I want to try it. I want to see you know, I was talking, me and Pastor Chuck talked about a half hour the other day, and we we're talking about all the supernatural things that God had done for us. When people was cast out of the, the devils and, and healed and set free, it was amazing to see the power of God. The power of God is available. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Guess what? If Jesus did it, he'll do it for you. Let God use you. Let God appoint you. Let God anoint you. Now, in Psalms 23, it says that you're anointed, that God anointed you. How he anointed you, the New Testament uh, amplifies it, with fresh oil. It's important that you recognize and receive the fact that you've been anointed. Anointing is an appointment. It's like you're marked for God. You are a, you are a, a servant of God, and the anointing is upon you, and the word of God is in you, and as you speak the word, life is manifesting. You know, you've got the, the scripture says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. That's Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith. In God. So as you have faith in God, guess what? Mountains are going to move. Why? Because you say unto the mountains, be thou removed. Be cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say it will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. That's the word of God. Now, I've been at this for 40 years. Can I get a clap? Can I get amen? <laughs> It's, I've been tried. We've been tried in the fire. We've been at this. And guess what? The word of God works. I'm a living witness. I am a witness that God, who is God, and there is no other God but God, I've seen miracle after miracle. 
Now, one of the things I want to tell you today, if you're facing a challenge you've never faced before, what you need to do is look back to look forward. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, look at how God, where you were years ago, and what you were doing, and how God has cleaned you up and set you free. Look at how many times God has healed you. Look how many times God has answered your prayer. Look at many, how many times God has worked miraculously in the midnight hour. The Bible, there's a song that says, God will turn around late in the what? Midnight hour, God is going to turn it around. Are you excited about what God is about to do in your life? Now, yes, we're living in perilous times. But the Bible says, don't think it strange for the fiery trials that are to try you. Now, as I was joining that fraternity, they threw everything at me and asked me, was it worth it? No, it wasn't worth it. But it showed, let me tell you what it was worth. It was the perseverance and the determination that manifested in me that in my own strength, I say, you know what? And one guy told me, a shot putter, he said, Gary, you won't make it. I'm already in, but you can't do it. And I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you made it, I'm going to make it. And sometimes you need that encouragement, that degree of doubt that says, no, you're not going to make it. But as long as you don't doubt and you believe God, you're going to make it. Glory to God. You're going to make it. Just say, I'm going to make it. I'm already making it. Amen. In fact, the Bible says this. It says, your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. Hey, I'm working from a position of victory already. I'm going from glory to glory and strength to strength. Why? Because I know my Redeemer liveth. I have seen too much. I have seen what God has done. So as you look back to look forward, write down all the miracles that you have seen of God. The scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I have tasted of the goodness of God. Now, let me tell you something about financial. You know, how important is it to give? Well, your, your breakthroughs are connected to your giving. I remember years ago, I was challenged to give $1,000. I said, but wait a minute, I don't have that much money. But I found it, and I gave it. But guess what? That was years ago, and God manifested miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Financial miracle. So when you sow your seed in faith, God is going to work miraculously. Now, let me tell you a story. I had, a, I had loans. I had a loan here, I had a loan there, and I had a loan there. And, and, and I was like, okay, this loan was a short-term loan. And I said, will you refinance me at a lower rate? And Chase said no. And I, they said no and no. I said, wait a minute. And it's due. So the, there was a balloon payment. It shot up. Just say, the Lord is my shepherd. Say it. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, God knew I was trusting him. But it was going to hit me in a, such a way that the impact was, was going to be really challenging. Some of you are facing some challenges right now. You're waiting for COVID money. You're waiting for this money. You're waiting for this breakthrough. But guess what? When you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. God did such a miraculous thing. He gave me a loan, one loan, paid off all the loans. 
lower than all of them combined before at a lower interest rate than I, that's even current to the day. This was years ago. And I'm like, wait, I could do that payment with my eyes closed. It, it's, it's so low. And God says, you know what? And he wrapped all of my properties in one package. And guess what? I have no worries. Why? Because God made a way. When, the, when, when man said no, God will say yes. Now the scripture says what? All the promises of God are yes and amen for the glory of God. Amen. I'm shouting. I'm still shouting. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. That's why I, I, I let him be the captain of my salvation. I follow Jesus. Amen. Follow Jesus. Follow him with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Why? Because God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Pray unto God. Prayer is so powerful. Proverbs 15.8 says, the prayer of the upright is his delight. When you pray and you begin to perfect that prayer language, the Holy Ghost takes over and the Spirit of the Lord begins to pray things that through you that need to be prayed. When I don't know what to pray, the Bible says, what things knows the things of a man except the spirit of man that is in him? And what things knows the things of God except the spirit of God is within him? We've been given the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're not praying in your heavenly language, I admonish you, pray, 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 pray. Why? Because the Bible says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Hey, my angels are listening. Shundo! I'm, I'm calling on them. Why? I'm not playing. And I know you're not playing. I know you're serious about your salvation. And so the enemy is trying to taunt you. How many of you used to watch the uh, movies that says, unguard? I think it was Zorro. Was it Zorro? Unguard, that means take out your sword. <laughs> Listen, the enemy wants you to, he's trying to pick a fight with you. He's trying to pick a fight. He said, oh, you want to fight? Okay. The weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, every high thing. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Woo, I'm pulling out my sword. When you pull out your sword, the enemy say, uh-oh, get ready. We're going to get massacred. Now, how many, how many people did uh, Samson kill with the jawbone of a, a donkey? How many? All of them. That's good. How many? I, I, was that 100? 200? How many? How many? Okay, that's Pastor Chuck. You caused me this at, uh, a multiple choice. 1,000. 1,000, 1,000, amen? Give yourselves a big hand for knowing that and reading your Bible. Glory to God. So guess what? When you pull out the sword of the Spirit, glory to God, you are slaying. The Bible says in uh, Psalms 149, I believe, it says to execute vengeance upon the heathen. Woo! That sword of the Spirit is doing mighty things. You're cutting forces down. Now, when you pray, you're praying into your future. The enemy is saying, oh, when they leave here, I'm going to set up a trap. Oh, no, because I've prayed the, the, the angels have disrupted certain situations. The wiles of the devil cannot stand against the word of God. God has given his angels charge over you. Psalms 107 says the, the angels are hearkening unto the voice of the word of God. 
So what I want you to get out of this today is stay emphatic about the word of the living God. Pray the word, speak the word, prophesy the word, praise God for his word because his word never, ever returns void. Now listen, God says that out of your cup will flow, your overflow. Just somebody say overflow. See, don't get empty. Sometimes people let themselves get empty. Now, we had an old Mercedes years ago. We gave it to our son. He was driving it all around. He calls us one night. Hey, Dad, car stopped on us. Now, it was a classic, nice old Mercedes. Bought it from the old lady, not in Pasadena, but Ontario. And, and what happened was, say, oh, the car just died. Come to find out there was no oil in the engine. So guess what? Don't let your fluid levels go low. Always fill up. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Now, you can tell what's in somebody's cup. Just listen to him talk. You know what I'm thinking? I said, like, more people are talking about corona than Christ. Sila, sila, sila. I'm talking about Jesus. You're talking about Jesus. Why? Because the Bible says he is our life and the length of our days. Guess what? Make sure you check your cup. What's getting in your cup is flowing out. It's formulating your thoughts. That's why you go to bed and you wake up with nightmares. Because why? You're looking at stuff and listening to stuff that's not edifying. Keep, the Bible says, I will keep you in, say, say it with me, say perfect. Perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on me. Now you can run home with that. And you can hide that in your heart. I'm keeping my mind stayed on Jesus. Because he's going to keep me in perfect peace. God is going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you knowledge. He's going to give you understanding. Make sure that you are filled up with the oil of the anointing of God in your life. The Bible talks about Matthew 25. That oil that says, hey, there were five wise virgins and five what? Foolish. And the foolish said, hey, give us some of your oil because they heard that the Lord was coming. They said, oh, no. We're not giving you any of our oil. Go back and go buy you some oil. Hey, make sure that your cup is running over. What is the oil of the anointing? It's the word of God. When you have the word of God, you're running. It's le less friction, all right? You make sure that your, your, all your, 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 your systems are go. Make sure, like when you check your car, your car's got water and radiator. It's got transmission fluid in the transmission. It's got brake fluids in the brake. It's got gas in the, in the tank. We've got to make sure that as believer, believers, we're hitting on all cylinders. We're working the work of God today because we know he's coming back. And as we are, our lives are overflowing, our cups are overflowing, God is good. We're singing. We're letting the high praise of God be in our mouth. We're filling up our houses with praise. We're filling up our atmosphere with joy. We have enough joy. We have enough hope. We have enough peace. We have enough wisdom. It's one thing that people are running short on, wisdom. 
Make sure you get into Proverbs and get wisdom. With all you're getting, get understanding, knowing how to work the work of the Lord in these right now times. That's why your pastor feeds you. That's why you go to prayer. That's why you come out to the house of God so that you can run and not be weary. You can walk and not faint. You can have done it all to do stand. Now the Bible says this in Isaiah. Isaiah simply says it like this. Like what Isaiah says, have you not heard? Have you not known that the Lord, the God, the eternal God, the everlasting God, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There's no searching of his understanding. The youth shall faint and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, raise your hand, say, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. They shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So as you are doing what the Word says, because the Lord is your shepherd, you're not going to want. The Lord's going to anoint you so that your mind is not bombarded with all the confusion that is going on, and that you can have a, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You know how to make the right decision. Lord, which way should I go? The Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will what? Direct thy path. Simple solution. And God says, you're going to walk and not be weary. And glory to God, it's a time right now that I believe that God is releasing his greater blessings, his greater breakthroughs. He's going to give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding. The scripture says, the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him, that he may show them his covenant. God is going to show you things. When you get along with God, guess what? He'll give you wisdom. He's going to give you witty inventions, things that you say, oh, I got the cure for the virus. Why? Hey, when they went to Elijah and said, Elijah, guess what? We lost the axe head. What are we going to do? He said, throw some salt and water and, and a stick and, it, and the axe head rose up. God will give you insight and understanding. Why? Because you are called by the name of the Lord. If ever there's a time, it's now that God wants to use us in a greater and a mightier way. Let me close in these words. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God has given you faith to move mountains. God has given you faith to work the work of the Lord while it's called today. Faith is the true essence of the fact that God's love is in you. Why? God, you said you're with me. I'm standing on your word. Now, let me tell you, I've seen God move in mighty ways, mighty waters, mighty situations. God showed up. And my wife and I, I told her, honey, we got a bad report in this area. Guess what we're going to do? We're putting the word on it. My words to you is put the word on it because the word is living. Hebrews 4.12 is quick, sharp, powerful than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Pull out the word. Amen? That's your key. That's your breakthrough. God is going to anoint you to do great things and to do exploits. Because the Bible says in Daniel... It says, and they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. 
Let's stand up and let's make a declaration as we close this, this word today. And as we speak it, you're going to see the manifestation. Just pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name which is above every other name, the name of Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, my King, my Ruler, my Redeemer, the lover of my soul, the one who forgives me of all my sins, all my transgressions. As I repent, Lord, today I take up your word and I put on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. My loins are girt about with truth and my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm anointed. I'm victorious. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. No weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I'm the head and not the tail. Bless me, Lord, in the city, in the field, when I come and when I go. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness upon me, upon my home. In Jesus' name, well, shout hallelujah. Right now, it's a great, great opportunity. Oh. Right now is a great opportunity. If you said, you know what? I'm somewhere that I know I need to plug into God. I need the Lord in my life. I'm ready to surrender. There's a song we used to say, I surrender all. All to thee, I surrender. God is saying, when you let go and let God, you're going to see some wonderful things happen in your life. You're going to be challenged, but guess what? Like I said, how bad do you want it? This is for everything. You can't go to Vegas in a $10,000 table and say, I want to play a dollar. They'll run you out of there. I'm not advocating bad anyways, but, but I'm just saying when you, Jesus gave it all, you have to give it all. Don't give half your heart. Give him all your heart. Give him all your soul. Give him all your mind. When you give all, you're going to get. You're going to see some amazing things. So if you're watching via media, Facebook, or wherever, now is the time. I'm going to lead you in a prayer of salvation. Some of you say, well, I knew the Lord, but I've backslidden. I want everything God has for me. I can see the writing on the wall. If ever is a time when the evidence is obvious, when the Bible says in the last days it's going to be perilous times. Is this perilous times? Can I get a witness? So right now is the time. We're going to pray. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The Bible says in John 1.12, for as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. John, 1 John 3, 1 simply says this, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, for it knew him not. Beloved now, somebody say now. Now. Say it again. Say it, say it loud. Say now. Yeah. Are we the sons of God? 
and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know. Somebody say, I know. I know that I know that I know we shall be like him, for we'll see him as he is. Let us pray right now. Lift up your hands as a sign of surrender. It's not only a sign of surrender. It's a sign of releasing. Yeah, you got a, you got a long rap sheet. We all had a long rap sheet. But when you say, hands up, I, I surrender, that means God has permission to work on you and to heal you and to set you free. Just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, your word says, if I would call on you, you would answer me. You would save me. I need to be saved. I need to be delivered. I need to be set free. Lord Jesus, I'm confessing you with my mouth. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead and I am saved right now and here and forevermore. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Pour out, pour out, pour out your Holy Spirit upon me and anoint me for victory in Jesus' name. Well, shout hallelujah. You are now saved. Testify to somebody. Let somebody know that you have given your life to Jesus Christ and rededicated. Hallelujah. Give yourselves a hand clap of praise for what God is doing on the inside of us. Are you encouraged today? I'm encouraged. I'm ready to run through a wall and jump over. What is it? Run through a troop and jump over a wall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's an old song. Uh, that we used to sing, but you know, it's so true because when the Spirit of the Lord is upon you and in you, you want to do great things for Him. I was talking to um, Lily the other day. She says, two people have come into our, my house to do uh, work, a plumber and uh, a landscaper, and they both got saved. I said, you better put a sign up there, beware. <laughs> if you don't want to know the Lord, you better not come in, in this house, amen? So the Lord will bring them to you, even wherever you go. You can be a witness for the Lord. So if you made that confession today, if this was the first time you said, you know, I accept the Lord in my heart, you can go onto our webpage, newheartforyou.com, click on contact, and put your information in, and uh, we will call you, we will contact you, we will encourage you, strengthen you. If you want to call us, uh, the phone number is 626-332-1472. We like to throw out the net to see who is going to come into the kingdom of God. I was reading a story about a baseball player. How many of you know a guy named Mickey Mantle? Anybody heard of Mickey Mantle? Now, Mickey Mantle had a terrible life. He thought he was going to die young like his father. And so well, he was a great baseball player, but he was a great drinker as well. And, you know, he would play ball, and then he would go out with uh, Whitey Ford and Billy Martin, and they would carouse around all day, all night. And uh, he was living a terrible life, and he even was interviewed and said, I, made, I took a God-given talent, and I misused it. But to the glory of God, he had a teammate named Bobby Richardson that led him to the Lord two days before he went home to be with the Lord. Two days, that's cutting it pretty close, isn't it? That's like ninth inning, two out, three-two count, and are you going to hit it out of the park? Yeah, he did, Amen. <laughs> So when you get to heaven, you can see old Mickey Mantle, and uh, you can rejoice with him. 
And uh, we're all going to rejoice with each other together in heaven. But while we're here on the earth, I praise God for you. I thank you for coming. And let God be with you and, and uh, be with you in your travels. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. All right. Well, let's close this out today. Thanks for being here. We'll see you again next week, everybody. Blessed be your name, land that is plentiful. Streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, found in a desert place. Walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. When the darkness, Lord, I will always stay. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your name, the sun is shining down on me, the world is all that it could be, blessed be your name, blessed be your name, when the road is marked with suffering, there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name, here we go. Come on. Every blessing you pour out, turn back your praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your hope. Blessed be your name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name, well, you give and take away, you give and take away, my heart would choose to say, oh, blessed be your name. Hey, have a wonderful day. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.